I have such an expectation for today's session. Today's session is all about the fine print. Whose money is it anyway? Last week we looked at the fact that actually we're opening the books, we're looking where our money goes, we're looking where our treasure is, and we're asking ourselves, who's the boss when it comes to our money? Last week we saw that actually Jesus is the boss and that we, He wants us to take authority, His authority over our finances. We cannot be ruled by money, but we need to rule over our provision because our provision needs to serve us. We should not serve our provision. But today, I want to talk about the fact that actually everything we have, like we, we touched on it last week, but everything we have comes from God because God richly provides. God wants to give us abundantly so that we can have more than enough, so that we can not only, only be blessed, but like God said to Abraham, I want you not only to be blessed, I want you to be a blessing. God, God prospers us so that we can grow in our relationship with Him and so that we can be a blessing to the nations of the world. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Verse 8, this, this is the key text for me for the series. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. God's able to make all grace abound toward you, all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Can you say abundance? God wants you and me to have abundance for every good work. Now, Jesus didn't give half of his life. He didn't give part of his life on the cross, he gave his whole life on the cross. He gave everything for us. He held nothing back. And when it comes to our money, I don't believe that God says to us, no, I only want you to, 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 to trust me and, and honor me with a, a part of your money. No, actually, everything you have comes from Jesus. I want to show you my card. I actually walk around. I've got a card that I buy things with. All our cards, Marie and I, all our cards, the minute we get a new card, we write on the back, we sign our, because we've got a sign at the back of the card, and then we write the word Jesus. We write Jesus on the card so that every time we tap it, every time we swipe it, we know this is not our money that we're spending, it's Jesus' money that we're spending because everything we have comes from God. Remember with the prodigal son, the oldest one, he's like, everything I have comes from me, but the prodigal son the older, older brother, he did not understand that the father loved him and that the father provides and that everything he has comes from the father. Everything that you and I have comes from God. You must understand that Jesus was the perfect Passover lamb. Now remember last week we spoke about the Israelites and how they were set free from slavery, how they were set free from eternal bondage, how they were set free from eternal death and how God delivered them. And the key to their, their deliverance was not their good works or even their fighting skills or even their, 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 their strike, their, they didn't strike or work for their freedom. Actually, they applied the blood of a pure spotless Passover lamb. We know him today. Our Passover lamb is Jesus. We've just come out of an amazing uh, Easter season where we've celebrated the Passover lamb. We celebrated the blood that was applied to the, the doorposts of our lives and how death passed over us. But more than death passing over the Israelites was provision was unlocked. They went from poverty to having more than enough overnight. They went from being in lack. They went from being slaves to sin and in bondage. They went from having not enough to having more than enough. Why? Because the Passover lamb unlocked not only freedom from their sin, their eternal death, not only freedom from their sickness, because the Bible says there was no feeble among them, but also unlocked freedom from poverty. I don't believe God wants anyone to be poverty, uh, in poverty stricken. I believe that it's not about the amount that you have, but I believe God wants everyone to be able to, to, be, uh, to have enough for every day. Give us this day 
our daily bread, Jesus says we should pray. And that's God's heart to provide for his children. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now he's talking in the context of giving and receiving. And he's saying this should be our motive. Because God so loved that he gave, this should be our motive. He says, I don't want you to, uh, for I know, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, Jesus was rich. He was in glory. He had everything. He had more than enough. Yet for your sake, he became poor. So that you, through his poverty, might become rich. I don't believe this is just about, he only speaks about money. But I do believe that the context there was provision. And God's saying, I want you to have more than enough. Because he says in John 10 verse 10 that the thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But God says, I have come. Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it in all its fullness or have it in abundance. God is the God of the more than enough we know. And he became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. That's why it's important for you today to understand the gospel. That part of the gospel is not that you and I would have gold-plated basins and that we would have Learjets. That's not the aim of the gospel the aim of the gospel is that we would be so blessed that we'd be able to be a blessing that we would be able to bless people with food that we'd be able to empower people that are poverty stricken it says in psalm 50 verse 9 to 10 because some people think you know god's poor god's got a, a shortage but it says in psalm 50 verse 9 to 10 it says i have no need of a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens. He's talking about them sacrificing. And sometimes we feel like if we give God something, we are amazing. God's like, I don't need any of your giving. I don't need it. He says, for every animal of the forest is mine. <laughs> he says, and the cattle on a thousand hills belong to me. God says, I own everything. All the gold, all the silver. We know that other scriptures speak about that. All the livestock, cattle, everything belongs to God. God is the creator of everything. God's the owner of everything. And so that means he's got no shortage. There's no lack in God. That means, friends, that if there's no lack in God, we should not be experiencing lack. It says in Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack no good thing, or I shall not want. Now what's sad for me is I see so many children of God still in lack, still in want. And I think one of the biggest reasons why we are in want is not because there's no provision, but because there's no balance when it comes to our provision. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability. Another translation says the power. Can you say ability? To produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. God says he, everything you and I have comes from him. You say, but Mark, I worked hard. Ooh, who gave you the ability to work hard? Who gave you the mental capacity? Who gave you the, the breath you just breathed? Who gave that to you? Who gave you the opportunities in life? Who gave you the, the blessing? Who gave you favor with man? Who gave you the provision you have? If you can acknowledge that everything you have comes from God, it'll change the way that you manage the finances you have. I believe most people's finances are out of balance because they think that they are the source of their finances. Now, you must understand, if you don't understand the goal of something, if you don't understand the purpose of something, abnormal use kicks in, abuse kicks in. I've seen people earn lots of money and not have anything, not, not have anything to show for it. And John Papuli once said to us, he said, look at your hands and think in the last 10 years, how much money has gone through your hands? And you'll be shocked, you'll be surprised if you just had to go and tally up the last 10 years income that came into your, into your hands and you realize, actually, I had a lot come in but I can't really justify 
why, where everything went. And that's what God wants to help us with. He wants to give us a balance. Now, we want to talk about David today. Now, David, in the book of Chronicles, it's so powerful how David comes to, and I just want to share this story with you. David comes to his son Solomon, and he says to his son Solomon in First Chronicles, he says, listen, I'm not going to build the house. I wanted to build the house, but I'm not going to build this house. But David looks at his own life, and he realizes, man, I've got a palace. I've got everything I want. I've got luxury, um, and God is staying in a tent. And David realizes, ooh, my priorities are wrong. David realizes that everything I have comes from God, and I want to honor God. I want to be able to respect God. I want to be able to worship God. Remember last week we said that God wants you and me to use money to glorify Him. And David realized, I'm using all this provision on myself. How about using provision for the glory of God? How about understanding the purpose of money? Now, like Miles Monroe says, he says, abnormal use, abuse kicks in when you don't understand the purpose. David realizes, I've got all of this stuff. I've got gold, I've got silver, I've got luxury, and yet God is not a priority when it comes to the money. I might say he's a priority, but when I look at my spend, I realize he's not a priority. And I'm not here to say to you, friends, it's all about giving. This talk is not about giving. This talk is about honor. Because many people say to me, but Mark, you don't understand. I do tithe. I give 10% of my finances to the local church. And so I am good. And I'm here, I'm here to say to you, friends, it's not about the percentage that you give. It's about understanding that everything you and I have comes from God. Everything we have, not 10%, 100% of everything that comes into our lives comes from God. And that means God doesn't only want to be honored with 10% of our money. God wants to be honored with 100% of our money. God wants to be honored with every single cent that comes into your life. And if you go and study the, the scriptures, you'll see that David actually gave about $14 billion worth of gold to, uh, to the temple. The Bible actually says he gave with delight. David with delight, he was delighted to give $14 billion worth of gold. Now, I don't know, other, other, other guys have said it's multiple hundreds of million, but it's, it's a lot of money worth of gold that David gave. He gave pounds of gold and of silver to the work of God. Why? Because he wanted to honor God with his finances. And, you know, and then he called the leaders and he asked others to give. And the Bible doesn't say that they gave because they had to. It doesn't say that they honored God and they worshiped God because it was a, a burden, it was a chore, it was an obligation. No, the Bible says they gave wholeheartedly. Now, I'm not yet to say to you, friends, that, that, that you need to give more. I'm just saying, can we trust God that everything in our lives has Jesus' name on? We are honoring God with everything that we have. God doesn't want you just to, see, uh, just imagine, Andy Stanley tells a story, just imagine I let you use my car for the weekend and you use, use my car and uh, it gets all dirty and everything and you say, listen, I'm gonna, cl I'm gonna clean the passenger side for you, just the passenger seat, passenger side, I'm gonna clean that for you. The rest, I'm gonna keep dirty because I wanna honor you because I know that's where Marie sits, that's where your wife sits. I want to honor you with that. That's what Andy Stanley says. He says, would you be happy if someone only honored you with a part of the car? No, no, you would want to be honored with the whole of it. I don't believe it's a percentage thing. I believe that we need to honor God with everything. That means that every single cent that leaves our lives, we need to do that in honor of God. I want to ask you, is God honored in the way that you spend? Is God honored in the way that you save? Is God honored in the way that you give? I don't believe you, I know I, people can give without honoring God. 
They can give for the wrong reasons. They can give for selfish motives. Is God honored in the way that you, you manage the finances that he entrusted to you? Is he honored in the way that you balance your finances? I believe this is the number one priority with finances. The number one priority is honor God with everything that we have. And there, you know what? If you're going to honor God with everything, some of you and some of us, we might end up saving more than what we were saving because God is saying, honor me. And I realize that it's, more, it's honoring to God if God speaks to me about saving. Some of us are going to spend less because we want to honor God. Some of us are going to give more. Some of us are going to quit wasting so much. Some of us are going to think twice when we, when we get an opportunity to be entertained and, and when we go on some entertainment, uh, when we get entertainment options. Some of us are going to cancel some subscriptions. I know you've, I've got an Apple music subscription, which is very important to me. I get my worship music like that. But think about some of your subscriptions. You might be like, mm, I'm not honoring God. I need to stop that subscription. Some of you might, um, <laughs> might start saying, listen, I'm actually leaving too much for my kids and I'm not making more of a difference. I'm, I'm going to leave a little bit less to my kids and make more of a difference while I'm alive. Some of you might say, but Mark, I'm, I'm not honoring God in, in this house. I should downsize. I should have another house. It, it's not honoring to God for me in this house. Or maybe God is saying you need to have a bigger house so that you can host more people or God's calling. That might be more honoring for you to upgrade your house. Some of you might say, listen, I need to let go of some investments. That's going to be honoring to God. Um, or maybe I, some of you might say, gee, I need to lend more freely. The Bible says we need to be freely, we lend freely. For some of us, and I think this is many of us, by the grace of God, Marie and I, we don't have any car debt. We don't have any credit card debt. We only have um, debt on investments, which we are trusting to pay off as soon as possible. This church, we don't have debt as a church, City on Hill Church. We don't have debt by the grace of God. I'm so grateful for that. But I believe that it's very dishonoring to God to live in debt. We'll touch on that next week. But some of us, we just might say here today, listen, I need to honor God uh, when it comes to getting out of debt. And I don't know how that looks for you, but I want to ask you, will you honor God by getting out of debt? Um, some husbands, and the wives are going to say amen, but some husbands, you've been a little bit stingy with your wife. And God wants you to honor him and to be more generous towards your wife, wife and uh, not treating her like a child that she always have to ask you for something, but just be a little bit more generous. Ladies might... Uh, find a way that their the shopping uh, habits are maybe a little bit extra. That extra pair of shoes might just be a little bit dishonoring to God. God wants you to honor Him in the way you do that. But also, I feel, last week we touched on the scripture, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 5.18 says that God wants us not only to have provision or to have what He's entrusted to us, but He also wants us to enjoy it. Some of you haven't been enjoying your provision, and that doesn't honor God. God is honored when we enjoy the provision that he gives us. And so if you have a hard time buying yourself something, maybe this week you need to go and bless yourself. Maybe you need to enjoy a little bit of the provision of God today. I want to say this, friends, is that when you understand the purpose of your provision, it's going to liberate you in your balance. Because many people are unbalanced because they don't understand the purpose of their finances. And like I said, in, in, in Jesus Christ became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. And what often happens to people is they don't honor God with their finances and they do what the Israelites did. They, what they do is they take the very provision of God. They take the wealth that God gave them. They make a golden calf. And you know what Aaron said to Moses? He said, I don't know what happened. We just threw it into the fire and then this gold calf came out. I've learned this, is that dishonoring God with our finances doesn't often happen 
intentionally. It happens quite unintentionally. We don't set up and wake up in the morning and say, I'm not going to honor you, God, with my finances. No, what happens is our heart drifts and we start focusing on other things and we start focusing on the provision. And when your heart drifts, guess what happens? Over time, you start realizing, I'm no longer worshiping God. I'm now worshiping my provision. I'm now at the golden calf and using God to give me what I want, using God to give me my provision. Now, today, I believe God wants to liberate us and it all starts with this principle. This is the most important. If you hear anything this series, this is it. The purpose of having any form of provision, any finances coming into your life, the purpose of finances is to bring honor and glory to God. Honor and glory to God in everything that we do with our finances, not only in our giving. And so what should I, you and I do with our wealth? What's the biggest thing that God asks us to do is to honor Him. Our point of reference, remember Andy Stanley speaks about the balance. Our point of reference should be this. God, are you honored? Where, where is, where's my heart? Where's my focus? Where's my passion? Because if I know that everything, if my point of reference is I know everything belongs to God, everything, all the gold, the silver, the cattle on a thousand hills, everything belongs to God. If I know everything comes from God, then I know that I'm no longer owner, but I am a steward of God's resources. And this calls for a moment with you and God. You and God need to settle something right now. God, I want to surrender my provision to you. I want to surrender my financial management to you. I want to surrender to you. Friends, this is a humbling place. But Jesus says he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Usually when we're proud and arrogant, we're going to say, God, I'm going to spend my money because I worked it hard, hard for it. But we know that God gave you the wealth. God gave you the provision. And now God's saying, will you honor me in the way that you steward the provision that I trusted to you? I believe that God is saying, this finances is his, but he's trusted you with it. My prayer for you today, if you're far from God, is that you will come and realize that Jesus Christ became poor on the cross so that through his poverty, you can have eternal riches, that you can experience a, a, a breakthrough, abundance of his love, abundance of his favor, abundance of his grace, abundance of his spirit, and abundance of his provision. And so if you're far from God, today's your day of salvation. Please comment, please share with us, please connect with us. We'd love to help you to get connected to a local church and to start following Jesus. But if you're close to God, and you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, but you know you've only been honoring Him in your giving, but you haven't been honoring Him in your spending. You're buying things without talking to Him and without glorifying Him. Today is your day of repentance, of surrender. Could you right there where you are, surrender to God and say, Lord, I'll trust you in Jesus' name.